0: radio 77 wabc this is sid and friends in the morning from our friends 77 wabc folks you know the spiel he was the best he still is the best he'll always be the best whether it's weeknights at 9 p.m right here on wabc where there's no spin to his own website which is tremendous best website out there bottom line he's got uh, columns and interviews tv show of course it's billoreilly.com to the killing series which is killing it now with killing the witches every book is great not that far removed from a night together on stage on long island and back for a second time this week the star bill o'reilly and uh, bill i'm you have you calmed down a bit you're still mad at andrew cuomo today
1: No, I told you guys it wasn't personal against Cuomo. Um, The message I wanted to deliver, and I think I did it in a a way that got attention. You did? Was it BS has to stop. This is insulting to me, to you, and to every single person listening to us this morning. You, You can't be the architect of disaster, and then when it unfolds, come in and go, Oh, um look look at that disaster. We got to do something about it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so you remember that show Laughing Yes. That, yeah. way back sure. where they uh, satirized politics? This would be the lead, right? I mean, when you got a guy and Biden's the same way. Let, let let's just bring it right up to Biden. So there's Biden uh, in San Francisco, "Oh, we made a deal on fentanyl." "Hey, bud, it's your fault all this fentanyl is coming into the United States, and China is not going to look. Where's the oversight? Who's going to who's going to do that? All right, who's going to? Wa- yeah, uh, here's she. We'll, well, we'll stop. We'll we'll crack down. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. You know how much money pours into China, selling this garbage? All right, they're not cracking down on anything. He's made that promise six times prior. She has, but it's Biden's fault. The open border. Where I mean, you you can ride a bicycle in with 10 pounds of heroin. It's ridiculous. And and then when it gets here, you can sell it, and you won't get any bail if you're caught. I mean, you know, it's insane. You will not be held on bail. And the other thing that really bothered me this week were the two cops in the Bronx on the subway platform. You hear about this story?
0: The ones that got beat up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he got three thugs smoking pot on the subway platform. Okay, and the police walk over to them and say, "Just put out the pot." Not arresting them, not doing anything, and they get jumped by the three guys. Okay, on video, you saw it. It was intense.
0: Nobel. <laughs>
1: it's a, it's a, okay. Now, darcel Clark, the Uber left DA in the Bronx, asked for bail, but the insane judge, yeah. Nah. So that sends a message to every single all forty four thousand New York City police employees
0: Well, what, well how many? Forty four thousand. No, it's not. In fact, I'll tell you this. Right no, I'm now,
1: talking about personnel and all of oh, that. Oh,
0: okay, maybe because everybody. Okay, maybe that's true because Eric Adams, as you know, announced yesterday an NYPD hiring freeze. He's about to slash the budget from the cops is too. There may be forty four thousand overall. You're right, Bill, but actual yeah, cops, there's only thirty thousand cops. It's the lowest number of cops we've had in ages, and we can't recruit. And now we've got a hiring freeze. Yeah, How are we going to keep the city safe? Because we migrants. Yeah. That's why.
1: But but my point is, is this. If you are a New York City police officer or you work in a precinct or you're training or whatever you're doing, traffic agent, okay, somebody can walk up to you and assault you, and the city and the state of New York go, nah, no big deal. No big deal. We're not punishing them. Now, these people have to – and and one guy is still at large. They have to come back December 18th for a hearing. I'm going to watch that hearing very, very closely. And, you know, it comes a point now, and the point's been reached a long time ago, where New Yorkers are saying we have to either leave, and what, about 450,000 have left since COVID? Most of those very – affluent taxpayers, or we're just going to have to surrender because these people in charge aren't doing anything. They will not reform it. You know, and that was what the Hochul-Zeldin election was all about.
0: Yep. It really was. It was about keeping New York safe, and Lee ran such a great campaign, but, you know, the numbers were just not in his favor. I I refuse to believe that Hochul won because – It was a testimonial to the work she had done as the interim governor before. She's awful. She's been awful from day one, and she only got the job because the creep who put her in there is the same guy you railed against, and deservedly so. On Monday, you mentioned Biden with uh, with um, the Chinese leader Xi embarrassing in san francisco And well, you're right i mean uh, ping told biden what he wanted to hear and biden always walks away beating his chest like he got something done when you made the very accurate point which is nothing is going to change nothing is okay. going to change
1: it'll get worse
0: it'll get worse so right. so disorder
1: I mean, is a contagion
0: yes and you right. made that point monday that's, a, that's right. a great great way of putting it so yesterday i see this i can't believe i saw this a poll 51% of Americans, Bill O'Reilly, 51% think that Joe Biden is still cognitively competent and can run this country. 51%?
1: What man are they watching? Well, those 51% are cognitively incompetent. <laughs> Okay, so it's kind of <laughs> like remember the cliche: birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. Well, this is a big flock. There's a big flock of people who don't know anything, and their leader is Joe Biden. So that's how I see it. You, if you are still convinced that this man is in charge of his office, then you are cognitively in decline <laughs> because he's not. Did you see him yesterday on the press conference? He's an hour and 20 minutes late, as he always is. He gets up there, and he's very halting. You you couldn't really get a clear sentence out of him. And then in the Q&A, which was supposed to be 45 minutes, it was 18 minutes. He's reading the answers off of cards to the questions. Now, Bloomberg, I, I want an answer from Bloomberg. The Bloomberg reporter asks a question. And Biden's got the answer written on a card and reads the answer off a card. Oh. Well, how did Biden know what Bloomberg was going to ask?
0: Oh, kind of like what Donna Brazil did with Joe Biden at a debate against Donald Trump. He knew before. And Hillary Clinton. Both that of was them. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that, that was Hillary. Brazil yes. uh, yeah. tipped off. But here, if I'm a reporter...
1: And I ask a question to a politician. A politician reads the answer <laughs> off a card. I go, excuse me, yeah. are, are you reading your answer? Yeah. Which he asked. I'm going to show that on the No News tonight on television. As you should. And I'm going to show you. He's reading the answer to the Bloomberg question. And there's only two things. Bloomberg told you know, the, the White House communications staff said to Bloomberg, we're going to select you. What do you think you're going to ask? And they polled them, which is against every journalistic rule. Or they anticipated the
0: question. No. No. Okay. It's so, the first one. But,
1: <laughs> all right, but that's
0: what you want to believe. No, that's, I'm telling I mean, you I'm, that's what I'm happened. I'm
1: a guy that, that, that basically says there, there are two possibilities. Now. Wait a I've second. Seen oh, wait this hold, on, hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. You're also the guy. That has spent the better part of the last four years on this show, the only guy with the sense and balls to do it, calling out the media for being unethical and basically domestic Absolutely. terrorists every day. Would it surprise me that Bloomberg gave that? That's question? what happened, no. Bill. That's what happened. Right. No,
1: <laughs> I mean, the media is beyond corruption now. It's, uh, you know. Uh, anyway,
0: the only guy I, that doesn't do that is Steve Ducey. to be completely honest. That kid goes in there. No one knows. Yeah, who's he's a,
1: he absolutely he made his reputation as, as being uh, a pain in the butt to Biden. Right. So I, and I'm not de- writing down uh, Ducey. Um, I'm just saying that he's the Dan Rather of the right, you know, rather tortured Nixon. And that's how he made his reputation. I
0: would, I would, how about what Acosta what at CNN did to Trump?
1: I mean, well, um, that thing. was more, though, of an assassination attempt. Right. All right. That, you know, I'm that. Anyway, um, I, I'm curious. Wh- what are the Rosenbergs doing for uh, Thanksgiving?
0: Coming to your house.
1: Okay, good. So yeah. I'll, I'll dock in uh, a little bit more food because I know what an eater you are. I've been to dinner with you. Um, Sid bit my elbow one time. He didn't mean to. He was just going for the mashed potatoes. Well, I still got a little bruise from that. You know, I'm
0: not going to lie to you. The last time we had dinner, not that long ago, and you're always very, very generous. You take me to the nicest place, Peter Luger, on Long Island. But I was a little nervous that you were not going to order the um, the cream of spinach. You seem to be content with the potatoes, and I, I didn't want to order for you. But I'm like, come on, Bill, baby. Come on. Bill. But yeah, you came through.
1: <laughs> the, the spinach showed up. Um, but anyway, do you have a traditional Thanksgiving?
0: You know, we do, and uh, for many years down in Florida. I'm so happy you asked this because next week I'm not going to be here. Neither are you. It's a week from today's Thanksgiving, so you'll come on right. Monday if you would. If you would, please. But um, but usually Danielle did it down in Florida. Now, my niece Tamara and her, my nephew Lorne, they live in uh, Rockland County in New City. They're holding it this year, but very traditional in the sense we show up in the morning, we watch football, we play football, the whole family dines together. Yes, it takes you back to 1975. Good.
1: Because I want everybody to have a nice Thanksgiving. But people coming to my house will not have a nice Thanksgiving, and here's why. Why? Because I'm going to read aloud from Killing the Witches (laughs) about what really happened on the Mayflower. Okay, so everybody thinks the Mayflower was the love boat. Okay? It's exciting and new. The Mayflower (laughs) was hell. Really? Yeah. So in school you taught Pilgrim's Mayflower, Pass the Stuffing, yay, right, Thanksgiving? The Mayflower was the most hellish experience you what? could possibly go through. Really? I'm going to ruin everybody. i listen to this from my book, Killing uh, the Witches.
0: You're telling me there were no blackjack tables on that boat? No, <laughs> no, no. One
1: guy, the, the, the 100 passengers were not allowed to go up on deck because it, the water was so rough and, the, and, and it was so cold in the North Atlantic. So they had to stay below deck, five-foot ceilings below deck. Hundred people, no showers. Do the math. One guy says, "I can't take it anymore." He goes up on deck, and then all of a sudden, within two minutes, wind gust takes him. He's in the ocean. Oh my God! Yeah, this is uh, we o- we open the book with this now. Miraculously, and I mean that literally, there is a rope at the at the end of the Mayflower in the water. He grabs the rope. And they save him, and and then we his lineage goes all the way up to this day. This guy was saved.
0: That's unbelievable. No one knows That's that story. That's why
1: killing the witches, Rosenberg, has been on the New York Times bestseller for two
0: months. Well, oh, that doesn't surprise me. Every one of your killing series no, books are learn. great. But you
1: learn, you you know, yeah. people don't know what happened, and then these loons, these Puritans, and they were all loons, get to Cape Cod, all right? That's where they landed. They wanted to go to Virginia. They were a little off course.
0: They were drunk.
1: They don't, <laughs> no, they, you couldn't drink. You, if you drank and you were a Puritan, they cut off your nose. That's true. I mean, this yeah. is this is not – these are not party people. Um, so anyway, I'm going to go through all – through I can just see my two urchins. Look at me. Will you shut up, Dad? <laughs> That's what it's going to be at my. No,
0: it's great. You know, I, it's funny you mention that because during Passover for the Jews, we sit down and we read, Bill, from what's called the Haggadah. and we ask the uh, five questions uh, every year. The same five questions. But it's a sort of a history lesson. And, for example, I'm going to go to Temple on Friday night and Saturday with Dove Hyken this week. I'm going to read from the Torah, which will be, uh, uh, you know, sort of a history lesson. And and yet in our schools today, they're not teaching our kids about Thanksgiving. They're stuck on civil rights and slavery. So if you don't do it there at the table, how are they going to know? They're not going to know.
1: So let me get this straight. You're going to read from the Torah on
0: Friday night. That's correct. Uh, two, I'm going to two different shuls. I'm going to my local neighborhood shul on Friday night for a Shabbat dinner, and then I'm yeah. meeting Dove Hyken, not far from you, in the five towns at his shul on Saturday morning. I am now the king of all Jews, Bill. You are. I
1: mean, I was going to say I'm changing your name to Moses. Okay, and we're all going to walk across the East River when you party. The East River. That's excellent. I'm glad. Now, one tip. Yeah. No obscenities, no ad libbing. Yeah. Just got to go with what the Torah says. Well,
0: I don't know if I can do that. I like to. I, in fact, I'm known to ad lib the Torah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you? So you're going to be home though, and, and Spencer's back and all that, right?
1: No, no, no. Uh, my son is still over in Oxford. Uh, they're ranked the lacrosse team. Wow. Number two in the country. Is that right? Yesterday he had two goals. They won fifteen to one. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, he's uh so he'll be back for Christmas.
0: Yeah, same thing with Ava. She's going to stay too. Come back yeah, for he's, Christmas. Uh,
1: he's a scholar at Oxford. We're very proud of him, and uh, we'll miss him. He's a great kid. Um, but mm. we'll have a lively Thanksgiving. And I'll do your uh, a show on Monday if you want. I mean, just, please. You know, yes,
0: let's, let's do that. Him. Okay.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: All right. Have a great weekend. I love you to pieces. It was another great – you're the absolute best. There's nobody even close. Thank you so much.
1: Always fun, Sid. Thanks for having
0: me. Thank you. It was fun. That's the great Bill O'Reilly, ladies and gentlemen.